Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us. We have updates for you in real time here about the fall of Kabul to the Taliban, the fall of all of Afghanistan to the Talibs. And we've got our friend Sean Parnell Joining us now, Sean is a former U.S. Army Airborne Ranger and New York Times bestselling author. He served in the uh, 10th Mountain Division for six years, retired as a captain, received two bronze stars, uh, one for Valor and the Purple Heart. He's a good friend of mine. Sean, thanks for being with us. Hey, how's it going, Buck? Clay, thanks for having me. So, Sean, tell us, man, what, what are your what are your top-line thoughts? Uh, Buck, I'm... I'm I'm crushed. I'm devastated. Um, 20 years in Afghanistan, so much blood spilled on that soil. You know, actually, as you know, served there. I was wounded there. Watched my men do amazing things there. Um, you know, gave the Afghans a real shot at freedom, only to have it squandered with a disastrous exit strategy from from Joe Biden. What what strikes me the most. I think what concerns me the most is that he seems wholly unengaged. I mean, just, just just put it simply, right? Here's the situation in Afghanistan right now. Afghanistan has fallen. There are still thousands of Americans trapped behind enemy lines in Kabul. And the president of the United States, as of this moment, is still missing in action. I mean, he's addressing the nation at 345, but it's taken him six days to even communicate anything about this crisis to the American people, my God, what a slap in the face to everybody that served in Afghanistan, every family member that knows someone who served in Afghanistan, or God forbid, family members who lost someone there. It's just an absolute tragedy, one strategic blunder after the next buck, and it's just it's hard to wrap my mind around or just put words to how terrible the situation is. Sean, thanks for coming on. What happens now? Uh, we have now the idea of a completely run country by the Taliban. We're out. 
Is this a danger zone now for Al-Qaeda or a successor terrorist organization to once again rise and begin to plot against American and Western interests? Well, the answer to that question is yes, uh, but I will say that we're not out yet. And one of the things that we need to focus on, I mean, what we need to be singularly focused on is how do we get American citizens out of Afghanistan safely along with our allies? The, the, and I'll tell you this, seeding Bagram Air Base, is one of the greatest strategic blunders in the last century here for America. Uh, th- that is one of the few air bases in Afghanistan where you can secure and evacuate people. Uh, one of the few landing services you can actually land a commercial airliner. There are only a couple of others. The Taliban control all of them. And so get, let's get our people out there. Let's figure out a way to, to vet refugees and bring them back here safely and engage our allies so that they can maybe take, take up this cause and help us. But it, this, it's almost too late for anything else in Afghanistan. And it just, what, it just absolutely disgusts me that in Joe Biden's first statement, he found a way to, to blame President Trump and as someone who's commanded soldiers and led soldiers in combat, commanders are responsible for everything that happens or fails to happen under their command. Joe Biden is the commander in chief. Joe Biden owns this tragedy in Afghanistan, and he's getting hit from both sides of the aisle on it as well. So it's just heartbreaking to me to see what's happening to American citizens in Afghanistan and our allies who fought so hard to keep that country safe. We're speaking to Sean Parnell. He's a former Army Airborne Ranger and a New York Times bestselling author of Outlaw Platoon. Uh, Sean, I, it's interesting because so many veterans that I speak to feel like the decision to leave, because remember, Trump did put us on a on a pathway to leaving. There was the negotiation with the Taliban, and now the decision has been made and the execution of that by Joe Biden. But I, I've spoken to many vet- many veterans who say, they wanted us to leave, but they didn't want it to be done in this way. And I wanted to pose that to you because I think that there some people say, well, you can't criticize what's going on right now with the people running onto the tarmac at Kabul Air Force or Kabul Airport, rather, um, and not be in favor of the continued presence, the, you know, the so-called forever war. How, how do you separate those two issues of ending the war, but ending it the right way? Oh, I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's such an important point. We spent 20 years in Afghanistan. I just turned 40 in July. We spent over over half of my adult life in that country. It was definitely time to come home. And as you mentioned, you talked to nine out of 10 veterans will tell you, yeah, it, it was time to come home, but just not like this. And there are so many differences, vast differences between the Biden plan and the Trump withdrawal plan. Trump was engaged with regional leaders. Joe Biden hasn't even talked to the prime minister of Pakistan since seven months of being in office. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden uh, moved the withdrawal date from May uh, back to September 11th for strictly political reasons. That's important because it gave the Taliban the time, the space to consolidate, consolidate and organize a, a counteroffensive. And, and I think the most important part of all is that President Trump's plan was a conditions-based withdrawal, right, where he was talking with leaders of the Afghan National Army and the Afghan command. Certain battlefield conditions needed to be met before moving on to the next next phase. Joe Biden just 
cut sling load and ran on that country and then went on vacation and then failed to address the nation for six days. It's just, it's a borderline unforgivable tragedy that's unfolding in Afghanistan, all laid right at Joe Biden's feet. Sean, as bad as this foreign policy disaster is, and I think there's a strong argument it's the worst foreign policy disaster in America in two generations, how does this impact Joe Biden's domestic legacy and domestic goals, whether it's his budget, whether it's trying to respond to COVID? When your experts are this wrong about what happened in Afghanistan, isn't his overall legitimacy as a leader undermined in a massive way across everything he's attempting, foreign and domestic? Uh, absolutely. Uh, 100%. I mean, I think a lot of that is going to depend on how he handles this speech at 345, right? If he blames President Trump, even spends one millisecond of that speech blaming President Trump, then I, th- I believe that he will, as commander-in-chief, have, lo- have, have lost the moral authority to lead um, in, in this country. In times of crisis, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, leaders lead, they don't pass the buck, and they do everything that they can to bring this country together so that we can galvanize under one mission and get the mission done. And, and Joe Biden, I, I, if, he, if he blames President Trump at all, it's going to be very, very hard for him to lead this country thereafter. When you look for you talked about how much time you've spent on the ground in Afghanistan, Sean, we're taking calls from vets and we're going to continue to take calls throughout this program to allow them to have their voices heard, given the sacrifices that they made overseas. You said and we played a clip from you and we're coming back. Blame the suits, not the boots for the Afghanistan failure. Uh How is this going to be remembered historically for people out there who may not have followed this over the past 20 years? Categorize this for us from a military history perspective. What lessons have we learned and what is the lasting legacy? Well, I'll say this when this is this is such a lesson that we can learn from Afghanistan is that when leaders in this country, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, whether when they send our men and women into harm's way, we have an absolute moral obligation in this country to win. Because if we don't, then you're going to have an entire generation of Americans wondering what the heck they served for in the first place. And in order to win, you have to have a clear-cut mission, You have to define what victory looks like, and you have to have end state operations planned out. Truthfully, I think we need to get back to declaring war in this country. We haven't declared war since World War II. Involve Congress more. Get everything down on paper, because when war is not declared and we're not involving members of Congress, wars tend to go on forever. The mission constantly evolves, and that's how we end up in a situation like we're in Afghanistan right now where we've been there for 20 years. And we're wondering what the heck we have to show for it. Hey, Sean, it's Buck. I, I just before we we let you go, I, I wanted you to take the the chance here because you're speaking to people, as you know, across the country in all 50 states. And a lot of them are your uh, brothers and sisters who wore the uniform and fought and bled for this country. Many of them lost friends and, and loved ones uh, in the fight overseas, whether in Iraq or Afghanistan or in any of our GWAT hotspots. What do you want to say to those, particularly those who served in Afghanistan on this occasion, those who, who you know, carried 
arms in, in the name of their nation over there. What do you want to say to them? Yeah, I want to tell you all that you served Afghanistan. You gave the people of that country a shot to be free. You built schools for children. You helped little girls learn how to read. You built wells and villages and brought humanitarian assistance uh, to people. You defeated the enemies of America at every turn. Uh, you were part of the greatest benevolent superpower the world has ever known. At your core, you're a protector. Your service was worth it. You changed lives on the battlefield in Afghanistan. You made this country safer. You removed some of the worst of the worst terrorists the world has ever known. You accomplished every military mission set before you. The suits need to be blamed for this, not the boots, but we're proud of your service. America is proud of you. You should be proud, too. Sean Parnell from the uh, retired United States Army. And uh, Sean, my friend, we appreciate you joining us here again, and we'll have you back soon to talk about this as it evolves. All right. Thanks, Buck and Clay. Appreciate it. Thank coming you. Up, coming up here, Clay and I want to get back into some of the the policy implications and just w- what this means for the Biden regime, as I like to call it, because what an absolute disaster. And, and it goes along with a bunch of other disasters right now. You're starting to think, hold on a second. What does this Biden White House do well? Where's the good decision making? Where's the uh, the upside for America of having this guy as commander in chief, as the chief executive of the United States government? I think those are those are things we need to address here. We also want to get some more veteran voices here on the air because we know that it's a tough day for not just Americans, uh, not just America's image, but also I mean, for those who spent months in some of your cases listening to this, I know years of your life trying to and risking your life trying to build a better afghanistan for the people over there this has got to have real emotional and uh and psychological impact so we'll come back and hear from some veterans here 800-282-2882 uh and in the meantime look i i'm uh as you know i got three dogs in the family we've got a a frenchie we've got a pomeranian and we've got a cavapoo and they all love rough greens. And in fact, Michael from Massachusetts wrote in. He says, I have two labs. So he's got a couple dogs. One's 11 and had, has had ear and skin issues his whole life. After one week on rough greens, his ears are clearing up. He's not chewing his feet and I haven't put any medicine in his ears. My four year old lab loves the stuff. He can't wait to eat now. See, rough greens is a supplement that we're now adding into our family dog's food. And it's just helping with energy and gut health because especially the Frenchie can have a real problem with gut health stuff. Because Rough Greens brings healthy supplements right into your dog's food. You just add it in. It's got live vitamins, probiotics, enzymes, omega oils, and antioxidants. Rough Greens will make your dog's food, whatever it is, better. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it. They've got a special deal for you, our listeners. Just go to roughgreens.com. That's R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck, and they'll give you the first bag free. You heard me right, free. All you pay is shipping. That's roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. Roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. Monumental day in American foreign policy, not in a positive way, but we have been and will be breaking down everything surrounding the Taliban taking over Kabul and the airport evacuation that is currently ongoing. President of the United States, Joe Biden, scheduled to speak at 345 after effectively six days of silence. He has appear apparently landed back in D.C. from Camp David and that address will be happening at 345. Now, there's lots of serious things going on, and we're going to take a bunch of your calls. And by the way, 800-282-2882. We only want to hear right now from veterans in Afghanistan about your reaction as you have been watching the last several days of news. But CNN has a reporter on the ground, and we'll play this audio for you. Now, to her credit... She is reporting on the ground surrounded by the Taliban, but this has a mostly peaceful protest feel to it. Here is what CNN was reporting earlier today. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. Oh, death to America and also friendly at the same time. Sounds like just the people you'd like to have over for Thanksgiving. I, mean, I, I guess I'm I'm glad that she at least admits that's a bizarre yes. dichotomy she is setting up there for us. And that's a reporter for CNN who's still on the ground in Kabul as all this all this is unfolding. Um, you know, Clay, I, I do think we've also seen really one of the first times here that the usual pro-Biden partisans in the media. That's a good point. They, they tried they disappeared. to... They Well, they, 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 they tried a few things in the beginning. You know, they tried all the Trump thing, and everyone's looking at them like, 
this is a serious issue, and you are being unserious with your talking points. Yes. Bull crap. Like we under, you know, it didn't, the usual spin doesn't work when you have video of the, of the actual airport and people running out onto the tarmac desperately fleeing for their lives. I mean, they can't spin this is what I'm saying. This is the first, they've ignored the border. They can't really spin it, but they've tried. They've been able to ignore it. You can't ignore what's happening right now in this country. That's, that's so a good point. And for, after seven months of defending anything, basically, that Joe Biden would do, and it's also not only all of the surrogates that would usually be out there defending Joe Biden, Buck, I think it's also they're not going to defend Biden when the White House goes silent, when everybody's on vacation. Uh, there's a lot of times where you have to be your own advocate, and that's what Biden's going to try to do at 345. We'll see if he's capable of it. I have severe reservations about that. But that's a really good point that basically they have abandoned the field in the same way that we are abandoning Afghanistan. There's nobody really trying to defend the Biden administration it's, at all right it's, now. It's indefensible. That's the Truly answer. indefensible that's the what's happened here. And, I mean, if you think the corporate media has learned any lessons about foisting biden on us despite all the common sense and history that you could bring to bear to show that he's an incompetent mediocrity i gotta tell you think again they will just give it a number of days clay and cnn the top story will be something about the january 6th insurrection and fauci demanding masks i mean they've got to cover this now because it's the biggest story in the world by far but there's no there's no lessons learned from this. Anything is better in their mind, in the corporate Democrat media's mind. Anything, including the abject collapse of Afghanistan, this calamity, better than having Trump as president in their minds. That's how deranged they are with Trump derangement syndrome. I got a uh, a friend who worked in the Trump White House texted me this this morning. He said, and I'm reading directly from what he said. I couldn't help but imagine if we were still in the White House, my phone would probably have been ringing nonstop starting Saturday and Sunday. My inbox would be full of statements from woke companies and trade associations condemning our decision and administration while Afghan women and children are left to suffer. Where are those companies now? They're silent. I guess it's okay when it's Afghanistan human rights abuses, but my God, imagine what happens uh, if Trump is still in office. It's well said. And you know what also is well said? Right now, you need to be taking advantage of your opportunity to get the lowest mortgage rates that have ever existed in most of our lives. We're talking about rates so low that you could save $1,000 a month. That's 12 thousand dollars a year you don't know when mortgage rates are going to start to rise again which is why you need to lock in the best rates imaginable right now for your family 800 call this number right now 800-777-8109 listen to me closely save twelve thousand dollars a year 800-777-8109 AmericanFinancing.net American Financing MLS 182334 NMLS Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show just to give you a quick look ahead we're going to have our uh, our buddy Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire at the top of the next hour so that'll be uh, 2.05 Eastern Time 
joining us here to talk about. Wait, is that right? Yes, that is right. Uh, You're crossed us, up. You know, uh, the new time zone. Look for at you. me in the Nashville here with Mr. Clay. We're got to be, be doing the central you know, time zone, man. We're uh, just barely in the line here. It changes everything. It does get confusing here in Nashville. But Clay and I are, are here in, in, the, in the free state of, uh, of Tennessee when it comes to masks and, uh, and lockdowns, much better than where I was in New York City. We'll talk to Matt Walsh about he also gave a speech in front of a school board and just the authoritarian covid madness vaccine passports coming into effect in some places this week in new york city and you so, went and got your so vaccine i got the shot everybody so you could go to your dad your but, brother's so wedding. I, I it was it was get the shot or miss my brother's wedding so that's the kind of choice that people are being faced with now get the shot or you lose your job get the shot or you miss your your brother your sister's wedding your kid's wedding or whatever Right. So that's where we are now in this madness. I am adamantly opposed to these mandates and I'm not going to give up this fight. We'll talk to Matt Walsh more about that. We did say we were going to bring on. Oh, and at bucksexon.com, I wrote this catastrophe in Kabul is Biden's fault. Editorial there. Go check that out, too, because it is Biden's fault. And they're going to try to convince you it's not. And I want to make sure that we all understand why. But we said we'd hear from veterans, and we should definitely do that. We've got lines lit across the board, 800-282-2882. Jordan in Houston, Texas. Jordan, welcome. Hi. Hi, Clay and Buck. Um, I have to apologize if I get a little emotional talking today. It's, I didn't realize I was going to throw so much emotion, but uh, 14 years ago, I was severely wounded by a suicide bomber in Afghanistan, and I watched my best friend, Sergeant First Class, Jason Fetty, jump on him. He survived the suicide bombing and. Um, he saved my life and the lives of countless others, and I ended up naming my son Jason after him. And I'm just feeling angry and sad. Um, I did two tours in Iraq and one in Afghanistan, and I'm just I'm let down by our government, and I'm let down by our military leaders. Everyone wants to blame the president. I think there's definitely blame to go there. But just last month, our leaders were telling us that you know everything was going to be okay, and the army could stand up and they collapse and it's just it's sad and it's frustrating and um well jordan let, let us just say here first of all thank you for being a hero and being a warrior for this country and god bless you for calling in and sharing your thoughts with everybody across the country you got a lot of brothers and sisters in uniform right now who are listening to you whose hearts are going out to you i can assure you of that what do you think should have happened here, Jordan? If things had gone the way that you, what what do you feel like the Biden administration should have done? What does an honorable exit look like in your mind? Well, it's it's just such a loaded question. I think there's so much responsibility on the other administrations too, but I definitely think we should have done a better job of securing. I think we shouldn't have given a bath. I think Bagram Airfield. I think we should have kept that secure. And I, I definitely think we should have kept a, a small contingent to try to get everyone out. But in reality, I think we, you know, I think a couple of folks have alluded to this. We, we accomplished everything we needed to in the first few years. And then we're still there for 20 years slugging it out. And it's just, it's just really, really sad. Like I'm just feeling so much emotion. I talked to, I got a message from my interpreter last night. He made it out a few years ago with his wife and kids, but now his family is in danger of being found by the Taliban. And it's just, it's a crushing blow. Thank you for the service, Jordan. And I think you spoke and speak for a lot of different veterans out there. We're trying to let you guys weigh in. Uh, Leslie in San Antonio, also vet. We, again, we only want veterans of Afghanistan to call in today to react 
to what's going on. 1-800-282-2882. Your thoughts, Leslie. Hi, Buck. Hi, Clay. Thank you for taking over for Rush. I really appreciate your being there. And I also wanted to thank Jordan for being uh, a very brave hero. I am not a hero. I was just a somebody. I was a Navy uh, vet, but I had the pleasure of serving in both Iraq and Afghanistan. But my perspective is a little bit more unique. I was a child in uh, Iran, uh, part of my family, and I got to see the Middle East before it descended into terrorism. And so what I wanted to say today, basically, is that I saw the Middle East at peace. It wasn't perfect, but my entire family was in Iran because it was safe for families, for people from all over the world. When Carter, a Democrat, abandoned Iran and the Shah, it removed the linchpin to peace in the entire Middle East. And now Biden has also abandoned Afghanistan, and it's descended into a fury of flames that I'm afraid will blow back onto us and the rest of the world. In Afghanistan, I think there's a lot of truth to that, Leslie. And let me let me share a, a particular um, experience I had at Camp Leatherneck. We opened a cultural center for the Afghan people. We had a wonderful party that included our Marine leadership, as well as the Afghan leadership and civilians. I spoke to many of our fellow Afghans, the interpreters that we're talking about today, both men and women, by the way, and many have been alive during the time of the Shah in Afghanistan. They were boys and girls who went to school. There were men and women who were able to go to college and become doctors and professionals. Part of this opening ceremony to the Cultural Center included a huge wall of photos of Afghanistan in the 60s, pre-Taliban. And there was a mutual respect between our military leadership and the Afghan leadership. Yeah, when I was in Leatherneck, we had green-on-green aggression. And it was far from perfect, but we were actually making headway, I felt. And so, yes, it was a long-term commitment. And unfortunately, I think today... Uh, we're going to be feeling the after effects of the abandonment that Biden has put uh, Afghanistan and the rest of the world into. Leslie, thank you for your service and for your uh, your unique perspective on all this. We, we appreciate you calling in. Let's get uh, Grant in Maine. Grant, welcome to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, so, you know, Obviously, this is horrible. It's a horrible, uh, epic failure and embarrassment on this administration. But I kind of am looking at something, something different. I'm looking at the the fact that the media now all of a sudden is uh, warning everybody about uh, you know the possibility of terror attacks on American soil. Watch out for the terror attacks. And to me, it seems like we're being set up. It's like it seems like they wanted this to go this way they wanted the failure because they want to keep the war on terror going because if it went smoothly there'd be no more war on terror and then what they would they have to do but now it seems like they're just pumping it back up so are we facing another 20 years of war on terror and and taking it from a different angle i guess that's my concern well grant i appreciate it i think unfortunately in terms of authoritarianism they're getting plenty of mileage out of the war on covid right now as in the lockdowns and the mandates for vaccines and all the rest of it but you could be you could be right that there's a uh there'll be a crackdown on civil liberties at some point in the future or a crackdown on liberties in general 
if in fact Afghanistan does turn back into a terror platform and and all of a sudden we're back in that GWAT posture, but that's getting a few steps ahead, I think, of where we are uh, today. But thank you for calling in. Clay, what do you think? Uh, Let's get a couple more calls here. I mean, it is emotional, I know, for so many veterans of Afghanistan to be watching 20 years of American effort as it is falling apart in this way. And Aaron in Syracuse, New uh, New York, three tours in Afghanistan for you, Aaron. What are your reactions as you see all of this unspooling? Well, hey, gentlemen, it's, it's great to talk to you. Um, one of the one of the things that you know I experienced when I was over there was we actually uh, a veteran of the Marine Corps. Um, we actually ran the Afghan National uh, Security Force Training Academy and like a, an advisement academy. And there was a little bit of mismanagement as far as, you know, how we had tried to essentially inflict a Western ideology uh, into more or less a, a tribal mentality. Um, you know, some of the things we could have done better, you know, we, we had the, you know, the Afghan National Police, the Afghan National Border Patrol, which were, you know, weak to begin with and very heavily propped up by NATO. But because they came from a tribal system, you know, they would look at the colors of their uniforms and they would start to feud and we never really we never really dealt with that, um, like the internal feuding of the organizations uh, as we um, um, as, as we developed our training structure going on, you know, because we'd been running essentially on like, like the previous car on Camp Leatherneck. We've been we've been running that academy for the better part of a decade. And a lot of the <clears throat> smaller and simpler things. Uh, that we could have done to improve uh, the Afghan uh, the Afghan forces so that we wouldn't be in this position right now. I think we, I think we really failed to do, and I, I think a lot of that was because it was so heavy handed, you know, by by NATO as as a whole, and it didn't they didn't give uh, the Marine leadership and uh, and the Army leadership and the Navy leadership the ability to actually sit down and and correct um, uh, correct the deficiencies that they saw. In reality, what they did was the, it was it, it was mandated, um, you know, based off of NATO, and I think that's part of what's led us to where we are today, where we now have security forces that, you know, essentially can't stand on their own two feet. One of the Thank you for your call, Aaron. Uh, we got to go to a break right here. Again, we're trying to get as many of you in as we possibly can. We want to let you know if you're with AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk, exact same network, exact same towers, but for a heck of a lot less. In fact, you could save the average family over $800 a year. My 13-year-old, about to be 14, starting eighth grade, he has his own brand new phone. Through Pure Talk, he gets unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. And if you go over, they don't charge you for it. How do you get it, Buck? It's so easy to switch. And you can keep your num- your phone and your number. Or you can save on a brand new iPhone or Android. We're customers, so you should become customers, too. Listen to this offer. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data, just $30 a month. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Welcome back again. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Monday edition of the program discussing all of the wildness watching as many of you are the story unfold on television of Afghanistan. Joe Biden scheduled to talk at 345 Eastern. And we're about to be joined by Matt Walsh here in studio, which should be a good discussion because he has been also helping to fight this ridiculous mask mandate spreading across the entire country for kids in schools. But, Buck, I'm curious for this 345 talk, which I'm sure we're going to be discussing a great deal tomorrow Do you think Biden is primarily going to focus on blaming Trump or do you think he's going to try to just put this behind him? What's your expectation? Because I have my thoughts, too, of what this address in what a couple of hours from now is going to sound like. I think he's going to try to take a sweeping view of history. Grandpa Joe fireside chat approach to this. So essentially it'll be. This has been 20 years. There's been a lot of mistakes made. There's been a lot of challenge here. Our men and women in uniform serve. You know, you'll you'll hear about honorably. The, you know, honorably yeah, you'll, yes. you'll, you could expect the commander in chief to say certain things. And then I think he's going to say this was what we inherited from the Trump administration as a timeline. We extended it. This was not going to be easy, but we believe it's it's, you know, the right move. I mean, he's got to project some belief in competency here because otherwise people are going to start saying i mean and when i say people obviously you and i are already there but but there'll be folks who change their minds about this regime of biden based on this yeah that's that's what they're trying to avoid here and and i think they're realizing now you get on the list clay the border the economy inflation crime in major u.s cities and now afghanistan what is the major policy? And, and of course, the COVID surge too, and COVID right. authoritarianism, had- and forever COVID. What, what are they doing well? He's the opposite of everything he touches turns to gold. We can't say exactly what the opposite of gold would be, but you can think about what it might be. Everything Biden touches turns to crap, effectively, and I think that's the fear now. And by the way, the silence for so many days. 
and the idea of people being out to vacation. I just want to continue to hammer this home. If either you or I had been on vacation, we would have wanted to come on today. We would have gotten probably on the phone from wherever we might have been and said, hey, I want to weigh in. This is a big story. I don't want to just miss this Monday, right? And I imagine we didn't even talk about this off the air, but one of our pledges would be when really big stories happen, we're going to try to be there yeah, for you, even if we happen to be on vacation. Biden is they, they can't reach him. You've got Jen Psaki can't be reached. Who knows what they got Kamala Harris doing right now. It's not only the disaster that you're seeing happen on television. It's that there isn't even any acknowledgement or discussion of it from the Biden White House that is in right. any way remotely defensible. Because first and foremost, the optics are what they're most concerned about because the prospect of losing domestic political power is what keeps Which Democrats... That keeps keeps Democrats up at night. It's not really what's happening in Afghanistan. And I'm just going to say this. I mean, there will be there already have been reports. The Taliban are putting out some of these videos. By the way, you know, the Taliban has a Twitter account. Twitter yeah, account allowed. for the Taliban yes. there. So they can, you know, make women dress up like beekeepers and they can do all these things that they do and go you know, atrocities and beheadings and all that stuff. They get to keep their Twitter account. Donald Trump, however, does not. I'm just just think that, that is tremendous worth, failure. That is worth the same pointing thing out. Happens with but, Iran and all yeah, these other countries it, it, that it, are basically destroying human rights. It's going to get ugly, uh, folks. Uglier than what you're already seeing. So be prepared for that. And the the Biden administration right now is going to try to set a narrative where this was. Here's the fundamental lie, and I want us all to be very clear about this. The narrative clay will be. This had to happen. It was impossible to avoid. It was impossible to avoid this circumstance. And I just want you to know that is not true. And in fact, they promised you a month ago that it is not true. So uh, this will be thermonuclear level gaslighting. Be prepared for that to happen. Not only did they say a month ago, five and a half weeks ago, to be exact, that this wasn't going to happen. They said it was impossible to happen. Or highly unlikely, I think, now, was the Biden word. And now they are going to bring it back and try to claim, I think to your point, that it was it was all inevitable, even though five and a half weeks ago, some quotes, Joe Biden, it was uh, the, the Taliban takeover was, quote, not inevitable. Also, they're going to try to avoid the Saigon on steroids reality because they're trying to claim this isn't 1975 and this isn't Vietnam all over again, even though I think anyone with a functional brain says that it is. The South South Vietnamese actually did continue on the fight against a heavy, heavily communist regime, or heavily outside back communist regime in the north. There was no continuing the fight here, Clay. This fight was over. They're just like, we're done. So in a sense, you could argue this is even... Even Our trillion dollars to say nothing, Buck, of all of the uh, all of the injuries and deaths from all the veterans that we're hearing from. I'm not sure a trillion dollars has ever been spent yeah. with less to show for it than what we're seeing right now in from, Afghanistan. From a policy level, uh, about as ignominious an end as our friend Sean Parnell says, the suits, not the boots, deserve the blame here. Uh, we'll bring in our friend Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire in just a couple of minutes, talking about. The Obama sophisticated super spreader event in Martha's Vineyard <laughs> and Fauci saying we all need shots and school board fights. Clay mask and, Clay insanity. And We're fine. Mask insurrection in Nashville. We're talking about it. You're listening to Clay Travis and Mark Sexton on the EIB Network.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.